Game and Train is the world's first self-service mobile learning solution. We provide multiple game engines that are creative, fun, and coupled with your business. It's gamification made easy. Create, publish, analyze. Welcome to Gamification Nation. Every week we bring you the top stories in gamification emerging in the world of game design and instructional design. Today we're going to talk a little bit about game narrative. Everybody likes a story. If we watch an Indiana Jones film, we can see that most stories are based on a one or three act play. The first act usually involves some sort of conflict which emerges for the actor. The second act then usually involves some sort of crisis in which we think our poor hero may perish or something terrible will happen in the game. It has to be suspenseful enough and you have to have established a relationship with character, person, place, and time prior to the crisis episode to even care what happens in a crisis. This is why really badly produced games or movies, it's inconsequential if one of the characters dies because you didn't care about them anyways. But if you suddenly establish empathy, you can do some phenomenal work in narrative design. One of the characteristics in narrative design that we see that's coming in a lot of modern uh, theater and modern script writing, you can see done by the Warshorsky brothers, who of course did The Matrix and have done the Sensate, uh, the Netflix series Sensate. What they've done here, in the, they, this was kind of brought about when we started watching Hill Street Blues and St. Elsewhere in the 70s and 80s, was they introduced nine or ten minor characters. They give us enough of a narrative in each of those characters that we begin to be interested in that character's narrative journey or story. Then what we can do is flash from character to character and establish several different independent narratives which then interact. So we can look at a single uh, gamification narrative as a player journey or it could be a multiplayer game with many people in the organization whose narratives are all on different trajectories. That makes for fascinating gameplay and fascinating design. So multiple narratives are something we want to begin to think a little bit about. Instead of watching one actor, watch a series of actors where you have emotional investment in each of these. Finally, we get to act three of the play where there's some sort of resolution. And the resolution in any kind of act, a book or a play or uh, a film, and a game in our, in our instance, has to do with some kind of heroic activity, some kind of venture in which the crisis has been approached by our hero or anti-hero, and then we're able to reach a resolution defeating the bad guy, saving the world, or in some of the more modern films, such as Blair Witch Project, the resolution is actually horrifying and threatening. Uh, some uh, writers in the uh, horror genre are now having us films in which Frankenstein the monster never dies, Dracula's never put to death, and they remain to continue to terrorize. Us. So the idea of resolution doesn't necessarily imply solving a problem. Resolution may open up a new set of problems for the future. So as we conclude our little section on narrative discovery and game design today, try to think of the three-act play, try to think in terms of multiple narrative structures, and try to think in how to, how to build your game in a way that the player, the player actually cares about what happens to the character in the game. If you do so, you're going to get high engagement and great rate of return on investment. This is David Chandra signing out. See you next week. Keep on looking up. Game and Train. Mobile, self-authored, gamified learning. Check us out at GameandTrain.com.